0: Welcome to the Intercut Podcast, the weekly show going over the TV, movies, and entertainment that people can't cut away from. I am your co-host, Zachary Shevich, and joining me, he danced with the devil in the pale moonlight, it's Arturo Zurita. and it
1: was a long night, man, so this episode (laughs) is brought to you by Jitters Coffee, the... The coffee in a flash thing that I've been holding it, I think it expires tomorrow. For those of you who hey, don't
0: know. Hey, no free promos.
1: <laughs> well, no, they, they, I don't think they sell this anymore. This was part of the <laughs> Zack Snyder uh, Justice oh, League, the full cut. Oh, you're they throwing were, it back. Yeah, they were selling boxes of this. This is the last remaining item I got from there. They gave me like Aquaman fish patties, which don't sound right. They gave me <laughs> a bunch of other stuff, mascara s'mores. Uh, but I think someone else may have had some something that's even a little bit better than me. I see him pulling up something right there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah we, we gotta get the guy with the full body armor also joining us if he allows himself to go down to that place he'll never come back it's chris from three c <laughs> films well, I mean, thanks for joining us man if you got something you said it literally expires
1: tomorrow that <laughs> I, I swear to you man <laughs> don't pull up with the no 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 come man. on you gotta you gotta
2: get the, the, the popcorn bucket cow. this thing Stop. Ooh, i can't no, believe these I things are selling out You know, people are selling these for almost 200 bucks now on eBay. I should have bought another one.
1: Yeah, someone's (laughs) almost dumb enough to buy it for 210, which might be me later, man. (laughs) where would you get yours, AMC Regal? AMC.
2: I was like, dude, for 26 bucks, they put some deep... There's like cat scratches and all that stuff on it. It's good. I can't wear
0: it though, but it's (laughs) cool to have. See, that's the collector's dilemma always, to get one or to get Uh, more. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we had to bring on our resident bat expert to dive into the Batman movies with this Batman bracket. Very excited to dive into the history of the Caped Crusader in film on this episode. Uh, There's a whole bunch of different movies from different directors with different tones and different Batman at the center of it. So to start things off, I I wanted to ask both of you, and maybe, Chris, you can uh, lead us off, What are the elements that you look for in a good Batman movie?
2: The elements I would look for the most is, and we finally got it, but I don't want to get ahead of myself, Mm. is the the detective aspect. I I just love seeing a Batman who uses his brain, you know, because the man is human, surrounded by all these other superhumans, and when he proves what he's got up here, that's what I look forward to in the Batman. And also the gadgets. I just love every time they come out with a new gadget.
0: Exactly, he's got that the access to that wealth and that armory or the research, and it's always cool to see what what kind of uh, new gadgets and spins they'll make on the Batman technology. What about Art, uh, what do you think are the th- things you really want to see in a Batman movie?
1: Uh, I agree with Chris, because obviously it's Detective Comics. DC Comics is Detective yeah. Comics comics. <laughs> yep. But it's got to be that rogues gallery. Every villain mm. who he faces... Is always going to be an adversary that takes it to the next level. And I think that, unlike a lot of superheroes that are out there, nobody, nobody has a, a rogues gallery like Batman does. And I think a lot of uh, his stories really ride on uh, the challenge that they bring up to him. So that's always what I'm looking forward to. It's the fight, you know, it's the battle. I need, I need a, two, I need a two, <laughs> twofer over here.
0: Yeah. Do you have a favorite of the villains, or, or is that almost too hard to choose with a character like Batman that has so many iconic villains?
1: the riddler's always been my favorite the, <laughs> the riddler. riddler yeah it's always been the riddler yeah what about you chris
0: um
2: i've always been drawn to mr freeze i like ever since they, they switched up his storyline in the background and heart of ice in the anime mm-hmm. series i really like that I hope you ever seen sub-zero that. sub-zero uh yes i have
1: that. yeah that's another good one right there that's so i'm one. really <laughs> hoping that they bring him in for the
0: sequel uh,
2: well
0: hopefully. hopefully i'll talk
2: about what i'm scared about <laughs> if they do bring him in later <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm also curious to see how your guys's interpretations of like what Batman should be or what Matt Batman could be uh, was maybe affected by the first Batman you saw. Like, do you do you feel like you've gone on a journey with the character where uh, it's not the stuff that you were introduced to that you're interested in now, or do you want it to return to like the true Batman you grew up with? Like, what what is what what was your first Batman, Art? I think the originals, that and the animated series uh, that
1: I was watching a lot growing up. I I had the VHS to all the originals, uh, so I was just always playing those back and forth. I mean, you got to understand, I also grew up with, like, seeing Vicky Vale give those eyes, and then also (laughs) seeing uh, Batgirl and Poison Ivy. There was also other things I don't know if we're going to go back to, but uh, (laughs) very uh, indicative of my coming of age for a lot of these uh, Batman movies that I was watching growing up. But I don't know. I like the different ways that they take it. I am... as someone who loves Batman, lives, breathes Batman, that that's my thing, wow. I'm not as precious with it, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. I, I'm cool with seeing different interpretations. I'm cool with people taking it in different ways. And I know sometimes it's crossed the line. I, I'll admit that. <laughs> but it's interesting to, I guess, see like a fan film version of it. Uh, I don't know. I'm not too limiting on the character, but uh, I, I think that there's still certain things that uh, does make Batman, Batman, which I think we'll get into as we do a lot of these matchups.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, a lot was... The, well, my first was Michael Keaton, Batman, and then those four subsequent Batman movies that got sillier as they went along. Mm. And I guess that did kind of help shape it, because um, one of my main complaints with modern Batman is the too-grounded feel that stripped really? him away from...
1: Really? Ha- okay. Like, like,
2: no, like, I like the groundedness, but then I feel like there's a point where then they, you can't have villains like Clayface or, or okay. you know, Man-Bat or, or Killer Croc, because then it's like... Well, how do you explain that in the realistic word? How, how, yeah. like, that's what that was my thing. Like, I hope they do Mr. Freeze, but I don't know if they'll give him the the, <laughs> the skin disease, the ray gun, and all that stuff. Like, yeah. it'll just be a scientist that could throw like I don't know. He's what it's complaining hydrogy-
1: about <laughs> global warming and do <laughs> yeah. that instead. if exactly. you never see the man do it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. yeah. But, I feel
2: like So I feel like that's how it's kind of shaped it, but like, I, I mean, it's still cool to see like like watch a movie and be like, man, that could happen. That does feel real. Yeah. The, 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 there's a certain feeling that. But I think. I would like it one day to go back to kind of like a serious version of Batman and Robin, if that makes sense, where it mm-hmm. is a crazy mm-hmm. world, it's nonsensical, but it's dark, you know? That doesn't have to just rely on realistic physics and whatnot.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things that is really great about that Batman character is kind of the malleability of it, right? Like, yeah. he, he he's not this... Square peg that's being fit into round holes. You can kind of change what the character is, change the, the the gender focus of the character, or or, make, or get into you know bat animals if you wanted. With the extended bat family, mm-hmm. are all. Uh, Have all had interesting backgrounds too. So I I like that there is this history of very different takes on the character. And I agree with Chris. It'd be kind of cool to see somebody almost take it back in the opposite direction because we are so firmly rooted in this this grounded, realistic Batman. Not that I, I dislike those movies in any way. Those are my favorite iterations of the character. But if we are getting into this kind of Warner Brothers multiversal approach to the characters where we can have Walking uh, Phoenix's Joker and then maybe a different take on the Joker and uh, mm-hmm. you know, one take on Superman and there's the black Superman film in development, maybe we will also get these alternate takes on Batman happening simultaneously at some point.
1: I want to see I a full horror movie. Either. I like oh, yeah. you know that one shot in BVS when Batflex like up on that corner and he actually <laughs> looks like a bat. That I love that stuff. I want to see almost like a Batman from the perspective of just the people. The villains. Like they see him as like this really crazy figure that's in the shadows. That would be that'd be really dope. I like that
0: idea. Absolutely. <laughs> So, in a little bit, we will talk about Battinson, Batmobiles, and Bat nipples. But first, make sure you're subscribed to the Intercut Podcast, either the video podcast on YouTube.com slash Intercut Pod, or the audio podcast available on most podcatchers. Also, follow Intercut on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We are at Intercut Pod. That's Intercut P-O-D, and that's short for podcast. We're also Intercut Pod on Patreon, where you can support the show for as little as $1 a month. And be sure to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts when you you do you make me happier than the joker after a good ass whooping from the batman (laughs) Uh, shout out to save ferris known as what's the matter around these parts who said that intercut is better than apple quote Okay, I haven't be able, been able to access my iTunes for more than a decade. I had to go through some shoots and ladders to even get on here. Apple lost my entire music library back in the day, but that's neither here nor there. Why is this relevant? Well, I've been listening to these cats since 19-diggity-two, and it's always a great time. I don't think we've been doing this podcast since 19 two. <laughs> 93 uh, maybe. 93, <laughs> the, maybe. They put the work in to find all the TV movies and other entertainment. You will never leave without some great recommendations. Zach and Arturo are guaranteed to make you laugh and fill your noggins with a great smorgasbord of information so yeah this pod that's short for podcast is great you're uh-huh. great what's the thank, thank you, you oh, so much for all those kind words
1: i hope you didn't watch the apple event this morning man <laughs> oh man i did
0: <laughs> oh Oops. some crazy machines
1: it's the stuff the stuff bruce wayne probably already has right? <laughs>
0: Stuff of Lucian Fox's dreams, Mm -hmm. maybe. All right, we should get into this Batman bracket. It is broken down into two main regions, a, a live action region and an animated region, although, I had to sneak a couple of live action movies into the animated <laughs> region because uh, we wanted to get all of the solo Batman films, yeah. uh, as well as Batman v Superman, on here. And then there's just a few of those animated classics that no look at the character of Batman would be complete without. So let's start it here with perhaps the brightest adaptation of The Cape Crusader versus the darkest. Let's go back to 1966's Batman directed by Leslie H. Martinson versus Batman v. Superman directed by Zack Snyder. Art, why don't you kick us off here? What is your favorite of these two Batman movies?
1: Um, Yeah, they are completely the opposite. You have one who's literally running around with a bomb and shark repellents and all those great goodies that are there. And it's very Sometimes interesting. Sometimes you
0: just can't get rid of a bomb. <laughs> Sometimes
1: you just can't. I love how they hit him on the streets with that line to this day. Uh, but I'm going Batman v Superman.
0: Yeah. Uh, Chris, is that the way you're leaning to?
2: Yeah. Batman v Superman. Like I I think there's always going to be a grand respect for like Adam West's version of Batman and whatnot. But I just feel like in today's modern look at Batman, it, it was just like of its time. And if you didn't really grow up with it, I don't know if you... Could have the love for it that mm-hmm. that some people do today. Like my dad, he grew up with that, and he loves that version of Batman. Mm-hmm. But he didn't show me that as a kid, so I didn't find out about Adam <laughs> West until like I was like, "Oh, he voices a guy on Family Guy. That's cool." <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and then that that was better. So I I don't have to go Batman versus Superman.
1: Sixty six, they yeah. love it.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it. There's a lot that's really like fun about it. It's definitely yeah. after a very different. Effect than Zack Snyder is with the character. And I mean, I would argue it's it's doing it pretty well in terms of giving you this kind of broad, farcical take on the superhero. It's so out of sync with what our expectations are for this kind of character now that yeah. it, it is very funny to go back and see uh, just how far the character, is, the character has come. I mean, I don't want to fault it. I Honestly, I might choose it because it is the most different <laughs> out of here. <laughs> But y'all, y'all already went with Batman v Superman, so that one is going to make it to the next round for the uh, record, in this matchup.
1: I like to say Ultimate Edition, the ultimate cut. Just, just want to make sure yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, out there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Got to make sure that that's there for sure. But the best
0: version of yeah. Batman v Superman. The best version of that one, yeah, but yeah.
1: Shout out to 1966.
0: Yeah. All right, let's talk about a couple of at, uh, animated batman classics mm. with mask of the phantasm from 1993 directed by bruce tim and eric Radoms- radarsky versus return of the joker the batman beyond movie directed by kurt getta chris which one of these animated movies is your favorite oh, in man, this matchup
2: start with me. I'll- <laughs> okay before I, I give my answer I do just want to say, I, you have to you have to really respect Return of the Joker, because that was, like, yes, sir. completely new, just yes, brought sir. out of the gate, introduced a whole new Batman, and, and even just, like, the opening of that movie with, like, just old Batman deciding, it's like, this is it, I hit my limit, I, I picked up a gun, and, it's like, it just understood the essence of the character, and then to be able to have that mentor relationship that spun off into the series, I, I love what they did with that movie. But, but, but Mask of the Phantasm was, like, so ahead of its time for for for, for what came out, and you, you know? And, and just that storyline that played out, it did a lot for Batman before the movies could do that for Batman, in my opinion.
1: Definitely. 100%. And I hate you, Zach, because Return of the Joker, <laughs> I absolutely love. I, I love that idea of seeing an older Batman and just yeah. the way that he's having these flashbacks dealing with the Joker. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, Mark Hamill obviously continues to kill it there. Uh, I'm a big Batman Beyond fan, and I wanted this to go up against some of the other movies. The Mask (laughs) of the Phantasm was the creative team of the animated series, what, in my opinion, is the definitive Batman. And they came to make a masterpiece of a movie that released in theaters. And like Chris said it's ego it's if you've read the comment batman ego this is that movie this is yeah. batman mm-hmm. realizing deeply uh, all of his trauma it, half the movie spends time <laughs> at a at a, uh, a cemetery you have a lot of the movie being flashbacks it's such an intriguing way of telling a story uh, that i think a lot of people to this day when they end up finding out about this movie realize oh wow i i need to rearrange my top 3 mm-hmm. i love return of the joker if you haven't seen return of the joker do yourself a favor watch return mm-hmm. of the joker but i can't put it over mask of the phantasm i can't yeah
0: yeah uh, Return of the Joker is uh, one that I just caught up with in my rewatch or my, my catch up I guess to yeah. prepare for this bracket and I was really impressed by, by the That's world dope, building bro. it's just it does a really great job at throwing you into this alternate version of Gotham with giving you some of these things that you you have these little like toe holes of familiarity mm-hmm. but it's all inverted it's all changed up in some cool. kind of way and I don't, it's really exciting especially given that it when you bring some knowledge of the character into it, uh, to see how they subvert your expectations in some ways, I I kind of want to go return to the Joker here, but I I think I know that <laughs> oh, I, can't. I almost made a fan there. <laughs> Damn. Fan.
1: Also, do you know that there's an uncut version? I didn't know this. Oh. They actually had to remove some punches, some blood, different things. That's what I was
2: I was literally about to say. Like I remember that that's... movie actually like scared me as a kid. Yeah. Like the whole scene with Little Joker. I don't I don't know if I don't want to spoil it for people haven't not seen not, it, that. That's what you to say. Exactly. Yeah, with all that stuff, I was like Ingrid. as a kid watching that. Like what the heck? That's dark. <sighs>
1: Chris, you about to make me flip-flop, man. Don't do that to me. I'm a big Return of the Joker fan. Big Return of the Joker, but... Gotta give it to Mask.
0: Yeah. Let's stick with a couple more animated features here in 2010's Under the Red Hood, directed by Brandon, v- Brandon Vietti, versus The Dark Knight Returns. We're combining parts one and two from 2012 and 2013, directed by Jay Oliva. A couple of films in which Batman's past comes back to haunt him. Art, where are you going between the two?
1: Under the Red Hood. I remember the first time I saw this one, I thought, it, it, like, I knew what was happening, and for whatever reason, it shocked me a little bit um mm-hmm. i think it's a it's a very well done uh movie in terms of its narrative arc especially knowing where it comes from whereas dark knight returns i think is solid but i personally have felt that they're two-parters which we'll get into some i think this may actually be the only two-parter uh i don't know i i find myself not being the biggest fan of when dc decides to do two-parters because they have all that time and then it still feels like they're missing something in the adaptation love dark knight returns as a graphic novel but for the movies i have to go under the red hood
0: uh, yeah, Chris. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. Uh, same here. I have the same issue with the two parters that they've been doing right. lately, like with with the long Halloween. Long did, Halloween. I did, yeah, I didn't. Something fell missing <sighs> in it, and uh, with Dark, I think it might be also with Dark Knight Returns. It's just like it feels like the last like five Batman movies have been like taking inspiration from that. That is just mm. kind of like over oversaturated on that that mm-hmm. version of the Batman. I feel but you. But under the Red Hood, like that's like as someone who loves the character of, of Dick Grayson Robin you know, more, or, or just the character of Robin, I should say. I, I I found that story so fascinating. It gave you a deeper knowledge of Batman and, and his sidekicks and then mm-hmm. what could happen, you know, and in, in bringing in someone like that, putting them on the line and the story that played out. I love Under the Red Hood, especially that, mm-hmm. the, the monologue with Batman and, and Hood and then Joker there. Like, that's all a perfect sequence.
0: It's very good. Yeah. Uh, there's stuff that I, I like in Dark Knight Returns, but I think that ultimately... The bigger that they try to make the Batman stories, the the more global or universal or whatever it is, the the more it loses me. And I I really like when they keep it contained, especially when it's really about the characters and and Batman dealing with somebody particular or or coming to a new revelation about somebody that I think it it ultimately works a little bit better for me. So I, I think I would prefer Under the Red Hood in this matchup here. It's a good one. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so the last of our first round animated matchups is between The Killing Joke and the Lego Batman. Chris, are you going to go with the Sam Liu film or the Chris McKay this, stop motion movie?
2: This was like one of the first times where I like the actual graphic novel, the book, and then watching it play out on screen, like I just I felt like there was some stuff lost in translation there where I just mm-hmm. like I didn't like it as much as I remember when I read it. And Lego Batman to me just brought like all the fun and love. All the fun side we don't get to see of Batman anymore on screen because they focus on the brooding part, which I do love. But like Lego Batman just reminded me like like it was a combination of history and whatnot. So I'm gonna go Lego Batman. I, I I really like that one. I don't want to give too
0: much away because you're right. I gotta <laughs> save save my arguments yeah. for later. <laughs> How about you, Art? What do you think about the killing joke?
1: I don't like it. I do not like the Killing Joke adaptation. Yeah. Comic is yeah. great. I don't I it's too much weird stuff that happened there what they did yeah. with Batgirl. I don't know. It it was just such a I mean that was 2016 when everyone was 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 hating on BBS. I'm over here I was like, "Nah, the Killing Joke, y'all just letting this one pass <laughs> under the radar." And yeah, rewatching it, it it was just a, I did not like sitting through it. Yeah. But Lego Batman gets better every single damn yeah. <laughs> viewing. It is unbelievable there's no reason it's making me laugh there's no reason why i'm (laughs) catching new easter eggs on every single watch and on top of that it gets the character it gets multiple of the characters around there the bat family which we've been discussing that we want to see in live action this gets it right man there are some scenes in this that almost makes me cry this is the original (laughs) space jam legacy because it brought in all the wb characters as well lego batman surprisingly uh maybe one of my favorite batmans and i didn't realize that until i did all this rewatch so lego batman all the way (laughs)
0: Yeah, you know, I, I. Well, Killing Joke was one of those movies that I had to watch in order to prepare for this. To. And great way to put it, it. <laughs> has this huge reputation as being one of the great Batman stories. And then I saw, saw the film and did not like it. And then I saw that it's a lot of people who really liked the comic and didn't like the adaptation as much. I I've been thinking about this in relation to not only Batman, but some of the filmmakers that have taken on Batman Mm -hmm. and he's a dark character and there are dark things that happen in those movies. But sometimes when the filmmakers choose to indulge in the, the darker seedier elements and kind of like revel in them almost in a way that they want you to to take joy from how dark it is, is where it loses me. It goes over the edge. Like, yes, Batman can be about these dark things, but it's not about enjoying the dark things. It's about them existing okay. in his world. So I, I would definitely go with Lego Batman here. For All sure. right, let's get into the live action half of the first round and oh talk about boy. the two oh Tim boy. Burton movies. <laughs> Batman 1989 versus Batman Returns. Chris, are you going with Joker or Penguin?
2: Yeah. I, I rewatched these movies cause I was like reviewing them on my channel and whatnot, just getting all prepped up for the new Batman. And, uh, I always thought I liked 89 more than Returns just cause like it, you just assume it was my first introduction to Michael Keane You have Jack Nicholson's Joker. That's amazing. And like, in watching that movie, I realized like this Batman doesn't learn a thing, you know? He gets to I don't know how much of spoilers we're talking or anything like Go that, but it.
0: he he, he yeah, basically
2: he gets 30-year-old movie. He, he gets to kill <laughs> Joker, and at the end of the day, he's no different than when he started. You know, he met the person who killed his parents, and then he was done with it. And like there was no arc or anything like that. And and Burton really likes to focus like on the villains. So when I went to Returns, I found it way more enjoyable because of the relationship between Michael Keane and Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. And like Uh Penguin sure had like a crazy origin of being raised by penguins. But (laughs) I liked like his his speech in that where he's like, I live in the sewers of Gotham. I see the real side and all that. So
1: I'm actually going to go with Returns. Yes sir. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the one that takes place in the snow, has one Let's of the craziest go. aesthetics, and has the penguin coming in saying, "I'm a monster just like you, but I'm not acceptable up in the uh, up in the streets uh I thought that this was fantastic i I'm a big fan of the eighty nine version same, but there's just something about returns that that uh, I think I ended up rewatching that one a lot more uh I like the dichotomy of the villains and i i like uh Uh, Like Chris said, there's this one moment where he tells Catwoman that he met her. He's like, "Sorry, not me. Uh, uh, Another version of me met
0: you." (laughs) (laughs) I'm going returns. I'm surprised but very glad to see it because I had never, I think, watched these movies not like in pieces on cable. And getting to actually sit down and watch them, I was surprised with how much more I enjoyed Returns than Batman. I mean, the, the original Batman is is really fun, and I, I enjoy uh, Burton's aesthetic and of course the Nicholson performance. But Returns is a is a really silly fun movie with a lot of interesting elements to it, from the the character design to just the the way they interact. I'm going with Returns as well, so I'm glad we're all in agreement there. That score too, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's get into the Schumacher films with Batman Forever versus the Batman and Robin. Ones. <laughs> I don't think that this will be a, a very challenging decision, but what what do y'all think about Batman and Robin? Art, what's your thoughts on that one?
1: You know, putting it on the Bat card, putting it on the the spandex. I love how people complain about the, uh, the nipples, but somehow the dude has an even worse suit towards the end of the movie. I, I, there's a lot in that movie... But it's just weird, bonkers that it even got made. I know, uh, rest in peace, Joel Schumacher. I, I like yeah. what he did with Forever. That, to me, was like the exact campiness that he was going for. I- maybe he got away with it too much there that he decided to go overboard with Batman and Robin to the point that he had to apologize for it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it- it's an interesting take on Poison Ivy and how over-the-top it can be. I- I've always thought the Bane character was really interesting to see how juiced up he was. But yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Uh and i really do like forever uh, i think forever is a perfectly camp uh batman movie
2: yeah yeah I, I hate how that forever sometimes gets so overshadowed with how bad batman and robin is that people just like lump it together you know? it's like those were the two bad batman movies where i'm like there's a lot of stuff in forever that's actually like pretty well done and like somewhat balanced the dark and and, and the campiness of it mm-hmm. and you know if we ever get that that schumacher cut who knows but I thought That'd also Val dope. Kilmer was, yes. was was a slightly better Batman than Michael Keaton. I know that's like maybe. We were, that yes.
1: To... <laughs> Yo, we were having this discussion. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of feel you there too. Yeah, I, I like he, his voice.
2: Yeah, exactly. And like, we actually got to see him as Bruce Wayne walking around the company. He even had like a little tunnel that led from his office all the way down to the back cave. Like,
0: I, I, I like
2: forever. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, uh, definitely going to go forever here. I mean, Batman and Robin, I I think there's maybe little elements you can pick out. And it's like, okay, the the costume design is pretty cool and elaborate. And yeah, I do like Uma Thurman's uh, take on Poise- Poison Ivy. But just, meant so many ice puns that you got to get through in that movie. Uh, easily would go with forever in this matchup. Kissed by a rose, baby. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get dark and gritty. With the introduction of the Christopher Nolan Batman movies. Are you guys going with Batman Begins or The Dark Knight? I have a feeling I know this way, which way this is going to go. But Chris, which one do you prefer?
2: Yeah, I have to get this out of the way because it's gotten me a lot of hate. I oh, no. am not over the moon about the Nolan Batman movies. They never hit me the same way. I said this on my channel. Like, I know I, I can understand why people like them and why they love mm-hmm. them. But I always felt like I was a person uh, on the other side of a party looking at a group of people have fun and I'm just like, why can't I be over there? Why can't I enjoy them like everyone else does? Um, so there's a lot to love and I'm going to go Dark Knight. I think the performances there were amazing. I think those two villains, Two-Face and Joker, both benefited the most from the grounded realistic take. To Where like in Batman Begins, it's cool that he threw Raws in there and whatnot. But I felt like Scarecrow was really undershadowed. Was like really underused. Was just kind of tossed aside. There was some cool visuals they did in there. I always love seeing an origin story, like seeing Batman get his gadgets and whatnot. But um, I think I'm just gonna have to lean Dark Knight because th- that story was better for me.
1: Batman Begins is great. I think that's the one movie. It's the most overappreciated. Overappreciated, underappreciated movie. It's the movie that every year when Batman stuff comes out, they go, no one talks about Batman Begins. I was like, there's always this group that's asking you to watch Batman Begins. I think people love it. Um, mm-hmm. And rewatching it, I think it's a fantastic movie. The way that they're able Very to cool. uh, build up his story, especially uh, in the midst of Ra's al Ghul and and. Yeah, the person who trained him and the flip there. I kind of feel like it's the first time we saw the Iron Man three twist done with a villain. But like, <laughs> oh, you know, before it even happens, true, yeah. I am the man. Yeah. But man, you know, <laughs> but I am a huge fan of the trilogy, uh, in particular the one that you know Zach has said many believe, is the reason why the Oscars expanded to 10 categories. It's the movie that has one of the greatest supporting performances, in my opinion, of all time. Uh, And I think it's a movie that really elevated the genre of superhero movies. This is 08 when the MCU was barely starting with Iron Man. And when DC finally realizes, yo, you can take this a completely different way. Because even with Batman Begins, that was 06. That's coming up after uh, the same way that with west movies you're going straight into tim burton's so like for tim burton that's the only thing that they had batman begins coming off of batman and robin is insane and then to take it to the next level with the dark knight i think that's why a lot of people uh were able to come into these movies and realize that they're not just popcorn flicks they can have uh, a lot of grounded elements to it and really be a movie that stands on its own leading up to the most recent one that we got so i i i know it's a cliche but i really do enjoy the dark knight and love all the different elements they were able to bring into it
0: Yeah. I mean, The Dark Knight's a great movie. I'm going to go with it here, but you got to give some respect to Batman Begins. I think just in rewatching it, it is extremely daring. The way they start that movie, just kind of so unfamiliar to the Batman iconography that we know, Uh, it it is like daring you to to be like, what is going on? If If that makes sense? Like it's It's not a movie that is beholden to trying to fulfill some kind of like expectation for what Batman movie should be. I think Nolan is trying to just kind of weave a film that of its of his own with a familiar character. So I I think it's really important, and it also does so much for where the superhero genre goes. I feel like Batman Begins kind of sets the uh, sets the mold even more so than like the Dark Knight would for that kind of more serious uh, mm-hmm. direction, even if the Dark Knight en- ends up bringing it to greater heights. So I- I'm going to go with the Dark Knight, but Batman's really good. Mm-hmm. But Begins is really good. All right, so the end of the Nolan trilogy in The Dark Knight Rises is up against Matt Reeves's take, the Batman here. Art, right, are you Queen, bro, nostalgic Queen. for <laughs> Nolan's trilogy, or are you still hype on on this new version?
1: Dude, the moment I said I, I like Nolan's trilogy, I forgot that meant three man, because re- <laughs> I actually really like. The- <laughs> I don't really like. The- <laughs> Look, I'm not the biggest fan of Rises. Uh, I appreciate it, you know, more now in retrospect. I don't think it's the best one. I think that there was too much buildup leading up to there. I think it it really peaked at Dark Knight. And I I wasn't really sure where he could take it. And and it really showed you that 3 was a little too much in this world. Whereas, I am so curious to see what the Batman has in store. I think the Batman has the ability (laughs) to be not just one of the best movies. But what scares me so much is that we're comparing Rob with one movie to people who have had multiple. And come the sequel, I'm worried. Because if we saw what Batman Begins ended up being with Dark Knight, I don't even know what the sequel is going to be for this round. Easily the Batman.
2: Uh, to me, like, uh, like you know, I still uh, appreciate the Nolan trilogy and whatnot. But I say even like the most high diehard fans of this trilogy will say the third one was like the most lacking was the one with the most this flaws one. and holes and whatnot. And there was a lot of frustrating things in there that when I first saw it. When that movie ended and they decided to end it how they wanted to, mm-hmm. I was like, well, all right, we're done with that. As to where, <laughs> like, with, with, with the Batman, as that movie ended, I'm like, how soon can what's I next? get something else into this world? Like, I just want to see more, you know? Like, I hate where it cut it off and, like, you just want to see a little bit more about yes. what's going to go down, what's happening with this Batman, what's going on with Gotham. Like, it, it entices you to want to see more of this world. So, for that reason alone, I mean, the Batman.
0: Perfectly yeah, said. Yeah. I- Yeah, I mean, I I did go back to The Dark Knight Rises because I don't think I had seen it since I felt disappointed by it in theaters. (laughs) And I gotta say that I I liked it a lot more than I expected to on my rewatch. I still think there's a lot of that, like, strong Nolan filmmaking in the the action set pieces. I mean, there's also just some really... Memorable instant and memorable moments like Heinz Ward outrunning the explosion. Yeah, it's just a it's a really silly but kind of crazy, fun yeah. moment. Um, I don't know if I think it's a better movie than the Batman, but I did like it quite a bit more than I expected to. So if you if you have bad memories of the Dark Knight Rises, maybe give it a rewatch under some some new circumstances. But yeah, I, I'm not going to disagree. Let's no, all man. go. With that one Batman. made me lose faith in
1: filmmakers. I don't try. That movie broke me, man. It it wasn't just that his much. back; it was my faith. Wow. I remember no one going gonna... around saying "there's no Robin." I swear to you, there's no Robin. Talia Ghul, Talia Who? When I'm sitting there going like, "This man just straight up lied through his teeth," so that's how I knew Andrew Garfield. Was yeah, there you go. I was year. about to say that. Original I Andrew Garfield right there. So I guess I'll give The Dark Knight Rises that. It, it, it matured <laughs> me for sure.
0: Yeah, sure. It's good for something. I don't know. Maybe I'm bringing my more casual approach to this one. <laughs> Okay, let's get into the second round of Batman movies with the winners from our last matchups. Starting it out with Batman v Superman from Zack Snyder versus Mask of the Phantasm. Chris, which way are you going to go between these two Batman movies?
2: I for the longest time Batman v Superman was a movie like I thought I hated. Like I was just mm-hmm. so upset with like this is Batman Versus Superman and then the wild decisions that were made there where it's like yeah Didn't Batman, didn't Superman just become like a hero like for six months and now you're gonna kill him? I'm like you're already <laughs> doing doomsday and like Lex Luthor like I I'm fine with taking new interpretations of your villains But like what they did with Lex Luthor. I was like, okay, and but then you know come having hindsight and seeing it in the middle of it of a trilogy with Zack Snyder What he did with Man of Steel Batman member Superman and his version of the Justice League I was like, okay, it all kind of flows nicer together. I have more respect for it. But but I don't think it's enough for me to put it over uh, Mask of the Phantasm. So I'm going to have to put Mask of the Phantasm.
1: I think I I probably like BVS the most out of the three of us here, Ultimate Edition. Uh (laughs) Yeah, you know, it's one of those movies where it's really relying on the fans to interpret what that Bloody Robin costume is, assume that the visions are supposed to be something that we're going to see in the future and what it leads up to, and yeah, I think that's what hurts it the most, but it's also what I I like about it the most, like uh, how deep into the lore it already is, but you can't do that on a big franchise where you haven't even been able to complete the story, and I think uh, that that's probably one of the reasons why it wasn't able to be fleshed out the most, and yeah. Again, I'm not one who's going to be super big on the decisions that are made. But lines are crossed, very much so. But I think it also gave us, in my opinion, some of the best Batman fighting. I love that scene. I love the fact that he goes from being, you know, a Bruce Wayne figure to then being in the cowl. But having that moment that I told you where he's hiding in the shadows, where he's just creeping up, imitating that Dark Knight uh, Returns shot with the lightning. I think there's a lot of cool yeah, elements to BVS cool. that I appreciate. But Mask of the Phantasm, one of the greatest Batman stories of all time. <laughs> so Mask.
0: Yeah, I think uh, make it three for three, we'll go Mask for, <laughs> fanta- for the Phantasm. Uh, I, I don't know. I've just never really been to big into Snyder's vision of it but uh, we've talked about that at length during our Zack Snyder bracket (laughs) so we don't need to bring that back up again how about the matchup between Under the Red Hood versus the Lego Batman, two very different stylistic approaches to the character Art, do you have a preference? I do Uh the Lego Batman
1: Whoa. I love what the Lego Whoa. Batman does here. I think there are a lot of really good jokes. I love that whole bit about, did he defeat you with the bridges <laughs> and the parade? <laughs> I love all the callbacks that this movie has. I think it's just such an enjoyable time with Batman. I, I'm saddened that not not only Batman 2, but all the Lego movies just seem to have been halted uh, for a majority of the time, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that there's a lot of great stuff in the Lego Batman movie that uh, is fun for the whole family. A lot of people have been saying, when am I going to get a Batman movie I can take my kids to? It came out in 2017. It's right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go for the Lego Batman. I really love the story that it tells in there and it makes me laugh all the time I hear the phrase, <laughs> riddle me this. How did this happen? <laughs> I love that line. So Lego Batman for me.
0: Chris, it looks like a tougher decision
1: it for is, you.
2: because it's like Lego Batman basically to me represents a celebration of Batman, you know, everything that's yes. come before it and that fun sight and having a good time. But Under the Red Hood is also just such a powerful story that I would I would like, I just can't put it, put it under the Lego Batman. I that's love fair. the story that much. Mm. Like I just, every time I watch it, like it, I just get goosebumps and I I just like that dynamic. Oh,
0: I, I'm going to have to go Under the Red Hood. I'm
1: sorry. <laughs> oh,
0: Alright, Zach. I mean, I, I hear Chris because the Under the Red Hood is a really compelling story that takes a co- interesting twists and turns. Like you're you're with it on on edge, and uh, the way that it you know reframes the characters is really cool. I have a lot more fun with the Lego Batman, <laughs> ultimately, uh, and and. Again, maybe that's me just being a little bit more more casual in what I'm looking for for a Batman movie. But there's just so much joy and it's so packed full of jokes in that kind of like Chris Miller, Phil Lord-esque style. Um, so I'm going with Lego Batman here, even if it's only by a bit. All right, back to the first four Batman movies, Burton versus Schumacher here. We're going Batman Returns versus Batman Forever. Chris, are you going to go with Batman Forever here or are you Returns above all the else?
2: See, this is kind of hard because um, I, I, I I, think this is where my nostalgia and what I watched over and over as a kid might overpower my choice especially like i haven't even mentioned like jim carrey's riddler i love jim carrey jim talk carrey about is a kid, it a, a, a person's always someone i could watch really? no matter what <laughs> yeah <laughs> and like i liked what he did i know it was over top and wacky but like i mean there's still some of that wackiness fitting in today with the riddler in, in the new movie and whatnot um but returns is a better put together movie it's a, it's a better toll it's it has Better structure, the tone is better. The world building that, the, like Joel Schumacher's Gotham, is awesome, but it's also just doesn't make any sense with the like the like, insane architecture it has. I, I I'm gonna have to go with Returns.
1: Uh, I like you, Chris. I'm a really big fan of Forever. I know they're both hamming it up with Two Face, um, played by Tommy Lee Jones. But I, I always loved what he do with, did with his voice. He'd he'd go like really high, then really deep. And yeah, Jim Carrey's over the top, but I, I loved his Edward Nigma. I thought it yeah. was so goofy. This is also a movie where um, what, what's her name is in it? Uh, AMC spokesperson. Oh. Uh, Heartbreak Nicole in a place Kidman. like this. <laughs> Nicole Kidman. <laughs> yeah. Given the giving some eyes yeah. with Batman. I was telling my fiance. I'm One like, of the
0: horniest performances oh in a Batman movie. God. She
1: didn't believe me. I was like, watch her eyes. What are they looking at? And she was like, what's he looking at? I was like, they looking at each other. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but Batman Returns has, it, it takes the production design from the 89 version and I think amps it up even more. And I, I love that look of Gotham. That to mm-hmm. me, that gothic look of Gotham is that, that, I, it probably does it the yeah. best. I think that's the best version of it. Um, yeah, it I, again, like I said, I love the characters in that movie. Michelle Pfeiffer did a fantastic job. If you haven't seen that behind the scenes of Michelle Pfeiffer knocking down all the mannequins in With one the go, do yourself a favor because the movie yeah. cuts it up and it is nowhere near as cool as how she does it uh, on set. Batman <laughs> Returns, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think... During this iteration of the Batman character, the live-action movies were a little less afraid to embrace the fact that these are are kind of kids' movies. Like, yes, they're also supposed to be enjoyed by adults, but like, there's there's a lot of stuff there that is for kids, and I think you get a lot of the fun goofiness in that Returns movie, right? Like, I, I love Danny DeVito riding around in his big rubber duck or whatever it is, and and just the design of it all is really fun, and and gives you a full picture of this Tim Burton-esque world. It's a really great marrying of what What? You oh, doggy. nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I mean, it's perfect. You know, it's it's that great. It's that great marrying of the dark ter- uh, Tim Burton aesthetic with the fanciful, crazy, uh, wackiness that he likes to bring to a lot of his films. So mm-hmm. I really like what Returns is doing. Uh, maybe a fraction more than Forever. So I'm gonna go with that one as well, and then. We got to the Dark Knight versus the Batman. Okay, Chris.
2: It's too early for this. Let fight. us hear it's it. <laughs> 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 um, look, okay, w- w- with the Dark Knight, that is like one of the most perfect Batman versus uh, Joker storylines. Like I-, I thought, like Christopher Nolan really understood. What that dynamic should be like, like some of the lines they threw out there, where it's like you complete me, or like me and you were meant to do this forever and whatnot. Like he really understood. I think that you can't undermine Heath Ledger's performance. I, uh, he a man won an Oscar, and I think he would have won it even without his passing and and, and whatnot. I, mm-hmm. I really like The Dark Knight, but it's also like the ending didn't completely land with me, where that went. And love Christian Bale as an actor. But like, that choreography sometimes with the, the fighting and it's stuff, like, a... I, I just can't get it. With Robert Pattinson's The Batman, this was like, when I saw his version, I felt like I was finally seeing animated series Batman on screen, or like the one wow. I would read in the comics there. like I actually felt like him being smart detective, like the presence, maybe it's because he's in the suit for like 90% of the movie, but just like yep. even some of the acting he does with his eyes when he's scanning a room and the presence he brings... And the story is good, too. Like, maybe not as good as The Dark Knight, but it's still damn good, and that ending hits hard, even if it's not, like, some big action set piece. So, I'm going with the Batman. I'm going Robert Penson's the Batman.
1: I mean, this is a discussion, isn't it? Now, we're talking, <laughs> yeah. we're talking LeBron here. It really just comes down to uh, what people are going to be fighting for as the number one, and I think that's freaking awesome. You can't do this with an Iron Man yeah. series. You can't do this with a lot of the other characters, right? The only Marvel character I can think about is Spider-Man that people argue about. I love that we have this. But I think the Batman's my number two right now of all time. <laughs> which is, <laughs> best yeah, praise, that's praise, bro. That's, that's praise. That's good. That's good. That yeah. is praise. Because that, is- th- that means this is beating begins at every other movie <laughs> I grew up with. Yeah. And the sequel might take over the Dark Knight, which to this day still has to be my favorite movie. <laughs> Of uh, a Batman. It's a damn good. Like, what, after
2: time. I saw the Batman, I came home and I had to Same. watch The Dark Knight to be Same. like, what, what do I like? And it was, I was watching. Don't was get like, me wrong. This is still a damn good movie, though.
1: Don't get me wrong. It scares me how close it came when I came yeah. when I saw it in Dolby. And I'll tell you this. Because The Dark Knight is also uh, shot with IMAX cameras and it, I feel like it makes it more immersive. If the Batman would have been shot in an IMAX camera, we might be having a different discussion here. And I don't know how I would be able to handle that. <laughs> Become the next one. And we do this bracket again. The Batman 2 may end up being the best movie ever because the only thing the Dark Knight also has going for it is that it doesn't need to build up anything. It, it already had Batman Begins, right? It already had all that lore, and it was able to run with it. But for the Batman to be my number two favorite Batman movie, that also says a lot. So shout out to both of them. And I agree with you. The choreography is terrible. And also <laughs> throw another one there. His voice. But that's
2: how you know the story so good, when it's like a Batman movie and the worst parts are the action, you know? It's exactly. Like... <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> right. But i leave it up to Zach. Zach, between the Dark Knight and the Batman.
0: That's yeah. you, man. Ah, look, there's a lot of things that I really appreciate about how Matt Reeves has been able to ground this character and give it this really amazing aesthetic, this this filmic aesthetic. It it's definitely feels like almost the most cinematic-looking Batman, um, yet there's something about the way that Nolan's story unfolds that gave me feelings that I don't think any other superhero movie has given me. Uh, it, it's just there, there's a sense of dread and chaos when you're about halfway through that film that is unlike most movies, generally speaking. So, I don't know. It, I like the Batman a lot. I, I really love The Dark Knight. I'm going with The Dark Knight here. I
2: understand. I understand.
0: Yeah. Here's my Sorry thing. Sorry to yeah. disappoint, but no. it, well <laughs> argued, Chris.
1: Between The Dark Knight being my number one in terms of superhero movies of all time, I'm worried that because my second favorite superhero movie of all time is Spider-Man 2. I think the Batman is close oh. to beating that. And that to me is pretty massive. That to me is pretty massive.
2: Oh, well, we
0: tried.
1: <laughs> 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 <All right.
2: laughs>
1: <That> is- <laughs> Ding dong, the, the bad Calizone here, Let's change our mind.
0: All right. Well, before we get to our final four, we're going to take a quick moment to thank the Intercutie Plus patrons, those wonderful P- Patreon patrons who are supporting the show. They are Magnitude Reviews, Ashley, Elizabeth, Jessica, Tim, Julietta, and our Academy members, Tushar, Cademan, Connor, and Josh, as well as the producer-level patron known only as awkward thanks again for your support and a reminder that you too can become a member of the intercutie plus team at patreon.com slash intricate pod where you can sign up for patron benefits like early access to intercut episode outlines access to private channels on the intercut discord and an invitation to our monthly patron google meetings art i think we're going to try and do the next patron google meeting as like a uh uh, should we do the Oscars pre-show, the Oscars recap? It's going to be something kind of around the Oscars, yeah, right? You want to we, do the
1: post-show? Yeah, we got to see what, what people are venting about when it comes to who knows what winning best picture. Who knows what? You, you just know we're <laughs> bound to be mad about something at the Oscars. So we're, <laughs> we're going to have a place to vent.
0: Awesome. So we will uh, do a, another Google meeting with all y'all around then. Uh, but we got to get back into our Batman bracket because there are only four movies left. The four best Batman movies Period. It's unarguable. We did this with science. It, they are Mask of the Phantasm, The Lego Batman, Batman Returns, and The Dark Knight. A pretty cool array of movies there. Like none that are too similar to each other shows you just all the different flavors of Batman that you have out there. Let's start it with the animated pair Mask of the Phantasm versus The Lego Batman Arturo, which is the best animated Batman movie.
1: When we were talking about Lego beating Under the Red Hood, you know, it's just because I thought there was a lot in the Lego movie that really excelled the character, really understood the character. And Under the Red Hood talked about consequences, which I really liked. Mask of the Phantasm takes that to a whole other level, and there's no way I could put the Lego movie over that. That, to me, is a movie that was a culmination of what I consider the best version of Batman, put into uh, really like a emotional drama practically uh and I, I would yeah i think some of the best movies that we've gotten recently have been able to come back over here and really get to the psychology of batman which i i really love and i think that's something even the newest one with the batman um that it excels because of the elements it was able to take from this i truly think it's one of the best batman stories ever told uh and one of the best the best animated movie second to return of the joker then Return of the <laughs> right, no, it's right
2: it's there right there
0: how about you chris are you also going phantasm
2: yeah i mean if i was uh putting under the red hood over lego batman for its story then master the phantasm has you to know because that yeah. that story is also just as powerful and mm-hmm. again just how ahead they they did it before under the red hood and whatnot and i love lego batman like it, it's such a great celebration it's of fun. the character and whatnot but yeah it's mask of the phantasm yeah
0: Again, maybe this is me just going in with my casual lens, but I'm down for a silly fun time, and I'm going to go with the Lego Batman because wow. that's, that's my vibe, man. I'm, I'm here for a laugh, so I'm glad that you guys can, can off-balance me and, and get to the true <laughs> core of the character and choose Mask of the Phantasm, but I, I'm going to put on the Lego Batman if I get a choice between the two. In the live-action half, we're going Tim Burton versus Chris Nolan, Batman Returns versus The Dark Knight. Chris, which live action movie do you prefer?
2: So it's Return versus Dark Knight. What we're yeah. Out. Okay.
0: Classic or modern?
2: So, Return's really great. And it, it, it also like so so mature. Like I think it was like the the Batman movie that's shown the most blood. You know, I mean even the blood in like mm-hmm. the new Batman movies like that dark brown color to, okay. to, to get away with it all. And it's like in Returns it was like bright and red. It was in your face and. I I I just remember also being so scared of, like Catwoman's death scene in, in that one at the beginning of the movie, and I was like, wow. But I mean, this is the Dark Knight, you know. Like I I, I like the set that, that, that Tim Burton set up and whatnot. But the Dark Knight, that that's like, that's your dark realism. Just that there's even that scare scene in there when like the mayor's looking out the window, and then Hockey Pads boy hits the window, and like I like even when I rewatched it, I forgot that that happens, and I still jump. Uh it's it's a great story, the the Dark Knight. I'm gonna have to go with that one.
0: How about you, Arturo?
1: Same. I want to give a shout-out to Harvey Dent. I know that because Joker's in this movie, a lot of people take that and run with it, but uh, I know there's some complaints about the way that they wrap up his story towards the end, but I thought that it was able to build itself up uh, in a way that it really adapted. You know, one of the best comics out there graphic novels really is the long halloween there's so much to pull from this that the dark knight took the whole harvey Dent story and there was still so much more to give to the batman with the mafia side and there's still so much more in this novel to do for other movies um but i love the way that uh, christopher nolan handled it here um and and just the turmoil that bruce has to go through as well especially with rachel um and this idea that he doesn't realize he's fighting for her attention with another man as well. And uh, a lot of the stuff that they set up here, one of the reasons I will speak nicely about Rises is because it takes the repercussions of how this movie ends, what this movie tries to cover up or or do for Gotham and showing that there can still be consequences after the fact. But again, I love The Dark Knight. I think it's not just one of the best Batman movies. I think it's one of the best movies made.
0: I was just thinking, like, what happened to Aaron Eckhart? Man hasn't been... He said that the active same in thing, years. Frankenstein
2: man. never look back
0: oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, feel bad uh, A lot to like about Batman returns but I I also will go with the dark knight here although you know we While we talk about, uh, when everybody talks about The Dark Knight, they obviously bring up Heath Ledger. But if we're talking about, like, iconic performances of Batman villains, like, you get so many of them in Batman Returns.
1: Scarecrow appears, which is so cool. I like seeing that. It's like, oh, yeah, this is a rotating uh, list of people who still live in the city.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I I really love Michelle Pfeiffer in Returns. I really love Danny DeVito in that. I kind of feel like I feel the way about Danny DeVito in Returns that most people feel about Nicholson in the 89 version as that like iconic uh oh. humorous but villainous performance i don't know we
1: talked about but, that that uh, penguin won the academy award for makeup i hope the next penguin wins the academy uh, award yeah. for makeup
0: yeah <laughs> uh it's like the west side Stora, west side story anita's oh, but oh, just Batman for costume <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll go with the dark knight and move that one into our finals and go with Mask of the Phantasm versus The Dark Knight to take the title of best Batman film ever. Art, I I know you don't want to choose between your darlings, but you gotta. Which is the best Batman movie?
1: Mask of the Phantasm is probably my number three favorite Batman movie. Then it goes The Batman. Then it goes Dark Knight. Simple as that.
0: All right, all right. Chris, no, uh, you're not as high on the Nolan-verse, but...
2: Yeah, I'm not, you... but I'm not. No, nah, it's still, you know, uh, real recognized, real, right? So... <laughs> 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 um, I love Mask of the Phantasm, but uh, I think there are maybe um, other limits that were put in there that Nolan was able to get away with, you know, with the live-action uh, version. I, like, Two-Face and, and Joker in that and they were given such great like, like back what you were saying arturo about how they put they actually did the whole origin of two-face so perfectly and how you believe at the end of that movie like this guy did go bad the part i'm having trouble is just like i most of the mask of the phantasm like i just love I, I found very little faults and then it's just like dark knight was just like that little ending to me that kind of like mm-hmm. uh if it was only a little tweaked up i would have liked it better but uh I think I still am going to have to give it to The Dark Knight. I'm going to go with The Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, I feel like I'm kind of with you on The Dark Knight in that, like, for me, I feel like that's almost a perfect movie up until the Joker kind of gets away from them. And then it maybe doesn't have as much steam in its back half, but it's still so iconic and visceral. I really love The Dark Knight. I don't think I have the relationship to any of the animated versions of Batman that you guys do. I I did enjoy (laughs) Mask and the Phantasm a lot, but, like, this is the version of Batman that I see when I think of Batman. So, I don't know. I like that a lot, so I'm glad we're going with the Dark Knight in our Batman bracket. But not a huge surprise to me, considering the reputation that the Dark Knight has. Chris, I... Feel like you were probably hoping for maybe a little stronger showing for Under the Red Hood or in something in our bracket. <laughs> that and
2: the Batman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what would be your top? Or you you guys? Like, do you have a
1: mm-hmm. specific for what would be your top three? Yeah. You're out in an island, and for whatever reason, there's cable yeah. and a 4K player. What are the three Batman movies you're taking with you? Uh,
2: well, then I mean, if it's if it's only three, I'm I'm, I'm gonna take Robert as The Batman. I, I really I for I really do like that. But like I also want to have some fun sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna throw in Lego Batman in there. Hey! Because that's like a celebration. Go. You get those references to the other Batman movies and you'll remember them. Uh and then I'm
0: throwing Under the Red Hood. As per oh,
1: you're making me want to watch Under the Red Hood again, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Mission accomplished, right? Uh I'd go with the Dark Knight at number one. I'd probably go with Lego Batman at number two. And I might even go Matt Reeves at number three. I really enjoyed his take on the Batman. It's it's very cool, so I, I think that's my favorite of the, the Batman movies so far.
1: Uh I, Phantasm, The Batman, Dark Knight. And when the Batman two comes out, it's probably gonna top them all. That'll be the first.
0: I, so. I, I don't think that's happened
1: in a minute.
0: <laughs> and this man, one got close. Yeah.
1: Every single time I watch it. It it gets up there. It is so up there. It's insane to me. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I think that's a a pretty good summary of all of these Batman movies. It was fun to take a look at it. Chris, thank you for helping us break all of them down. Before we sign off, how about we give the listeners at home, the viewers at home, a pick for the week, something to maybe take on a a deeper dive, look at... bigger look at the character a deeper look at different types of iterations of the batman maybe there's like a part of the animated series that you really love
2: i I was talking about like i would love him to do the fantastical side of some of the villains like don't go too out there where it's like then you just just suspend so much disbelief but if he could stretch it a little bit with mr freeze that'd be awesome uh or other characters that might seem like clayface and whatnot but if i can't have that please i i need it now a serious live action robin I I know people bag on that, but I'm, like, a 13-year-old adopted kid trained by Batman. Like, I feel like there's Mm -hmm. a story there that could actually work and taken seriously. I'd love to see it, but I I doubt they'll do it.
1: That'd be crazy. I I would love to see that because I think the closest that people feel that they could probably get is, like, a Batman Beyond. But that's a whole different story. That's so (laughs) far in the future beyond where we are now that... (laughs) It would be interesting to see how someone takes that. That that to me, a lot of people have called the Batman revolutionary. And I love the Batman. I just don't feel that's a word to use for that. Uh it, it's able to take all the elements and make something great. To me, taking Robin and being able to work mm. with that, and I know Pat has said, I'm not doing it unless he's thirteen.
2: Yeah.
1: He does it and he gets it right. I think it's yeah. over, man. And I <laughs> hope they build. I yeah. hope they build to a third movie where we can get I don't know, does in the family. I think Sounds that would be like... fantastic. <laughs> but, but before that, we yeah, need the family. <laughs>
0: absolutely. I agree, man. It's that giving th- giving him things to care about in his sphere, right? Like giving him so, more than just the task of being a hero. Maybe the task of protecting those close to him too is maybe an exciting proposition. Oh, you know, that whole dynamic of him being a loner to give him some kind of sidekick could be really exciting. You know, the, the moments when he's working side-by-side with Catwoman in this version, it's really electrifying. So, you know, maybe we can get an element of that with a live-action Robin, you know. I feel like I doubt that it's going to happen, but it'd be really cool if it could happen. I think so. I think that's a pretty good summary of all these Batman movies. Glad we got to take a look at them. Thank you so much, Chris, for helping us break them down. Before we sign off from this Batman-themed episode, I'm going to get to pick for the week where we give the listeners, the viewers at home, some recommendation for a little bit of a deeper dive. Maybe there's a particular iteration of Batman in a movie form or in an animated form. Maybe there's an episode of the animated series that people should go out of their way to watch or or rewatch even, or... What would you say people should go try to catch? Uh,
1: I really love the fact that HBO has all of these available for you to watch from the comfort of your own home. They have all the seasons of the Batman animated series. You really can't go wrong with those episodes. I think it really understands the character, and literally it covers everything you need to know about Batman. But if I were to pick one, do yourself a favor and go watch the uncut Mm. version of return of the joker it is a movie that always has fascinated me it's always stuck with me i know that a lot of it comes from my own bias because it's probably the animated movie that i've rewatched the most um mm. big old catch that i know it's over on hbo max and i think it's re- it's really good oh it's
2: awesome, awesome. <laughs> nice yeah and it's funny you mentioned that like every night before bed like uh, about a month or two before the batman i would pick one like animated series batman episode dead of the night watching that's it sick. like as dope like, they're so good like they they don't they feel don't like it was made for up. kids they hold up like it yeah like sometimes it's it would surprise me they legit talk about drugs and abuse and stuff i'm like wow like mm-hmm. this was like what's well, the, the thing time. in mask
1: of the phantasm the way that you begin with those criminals that that was hard <laughs> it, <laughs> so it's really I, good I, stuff
2: I do recommend that but if uh, aside just to be different uh check out the batman prequel novel like uh whether you want to actually read the book or, or the audible right. version of He's it right. like mm. there is actually some really interesting stuff that just enhances your experience of the batman it's mm-hmm. not required reading i know some people get mad when it's like if i have to read a book to watch a movie i'm not doing it but this, this just makes that viewing experience better and it lets you know how he got his bat cave batmobile all that mm-hmm.
0: it, it's worth checking out i agree awesome. very cool i'll give a very quick shout out to my friend chris who Heartily recommends the episode Heart of Ice from the animated series. I think that's like the single best piece of Batman material out there. I'll give a recommendation to the book, The Caped Crusader, Batman and the Rise of Nerd Culture by Glenn Weldon. I think it's a really fascinating book about the history of the character, not only how the character grew and evolved, as well as the different people who are responsible for drawing him or writing his character and how the character then transformed into somebody for TV or somebody for film, but also in the way that the fandom for Batman has impacted the way that Hollywood ha- interacts with different types of nerdy properties or what have you. The way that fan demands have grown to shape what types of Batman movies we see. I think it's a very intelligently written book that makes a lot of smart points, and inf- informs you in a lot of ways, I think if you're also not so much into reading it, I'd highly recommend the Audible version because Glenn Weldon does a really great job of narrating it. He's got a great voice. He does great impressions along the way. There's a little bit of the comic book voice guy from The Simpsons and some Irish accent, the Adam West accent, some old-timey announcer accent. It's pretty fascinating. Listen, so again, The Caped Crusader, Batman, and the Rise of Nerd Culture by Glenn Weldon. I would highly recommend that book. Don't forget, get your heads up already. Y'all need to read
1: Court of Vows before the next one. They keep hinting it. I swear to you, it's more spoiler talk, but I swear to you, there's hints of it already in the Batman. So get ahead of it.
0: (laughs) All right. So I think that's about all for this week's show. You can catch more from me, Zach Shevich, by following me on Twitter, Instagram, or Letterboxd, at Z Shevich. that's Z-S-H-E-V, as in Vicky Vale, I-C-H. Chris, where can people catch more from you?
2: Uh, yeah, you guys can find me at youtube.com slash three c films or on Twitter at 3C Films. Now even trying the TikTok game, see if I can do that
1: at 3C Films.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, we all gotta learn about TikTok now. <laughs> Alright, where can people find more from you?
1: You can find me over at LME Explain on Letterboxd, Twitter, uh, YouTube, and every week here on the IntraCob
0: Podcast. You can listen to every episode of the Intercut Podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, or your favorite podcatcher, I Like Overcast. And then make sure you're subscribed not just to the audio feed but to the video feed as well at youtube.com slash intercutpod where you can catch our bright smiling faces as we break down the latest in entertainment. Find new episodes of the Intercut Weekend Must Watch streaming every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern eastern as well as more episodes like this batman bracket and other supplemental stuff coming throughout the week please leave us a comment like the video and consider heading over to itunes to give us that much requested five star review and shout out to our listeners in greece and south africa for putting us on the tv and film podcast charts out there like our facebook instagram and twitter pages all of them are at intricate pod to get updates throughout the week from me from art from chris from all the guests that we feature here on Intercut also check out our Patreon at patreon.com/intercutpod and check out the Discord at the links in the description thanks again for tuning in and until next time why do we fall to pick ourselves so back God, up <laughs> baby